The winter meetings are off and running, and three of the biggest free agent names have signed and are switching teams. None of them are coming to St. Louis, but but there is talk of the Cardinals being active in the shortstop market. We're going to talk about it today on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. No matter what time of day it is, when it's your first listen, you are awesome. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, so you really have no excuse to not listen. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, available on YouTube as well. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. By the way, high five to all of you. We are over 3,000 subscribers now on the YouTube page. That's fantastic. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans of baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. And we've got some juicy stuff going on here today. The winter meetings began in San Diego on Sunday, and there wasn't much talk about the Cardinals going on until late today. After the Jacob deGrom and Justin Verlander and Trey Turner signings, which we will talk more about a little bit later on in the show. And I know that as fans, we see these other teams just tossing money around and we get jealous. We get jealous and we get impatient. And I understand that. We start whining on social media, how the owners are being cheap and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not throwing stones at any of you that are doing that today or have done it recently because trust me, I've been that guy before. I really have. But it was pointed out to me recently that at this time a couple of years ago is when the Paul Goldschmidt deal went down. And then remember the day before Nolan Arenado got traded to St. Louis, John Mosellock was raving about how Matt Carpenter was going to be their third baseman that year and how they had confidence in him, and then, boom, the deal gets done. So when Mo speaks, you can choose to believe everything he says, or you can do what I do and think that he's giving the most honest and bland answer (laughs) possible because he's not going to give up his poker face on what he's doing to just some random media member. You know, he doesn't owe it to them to give them the scoop on uh, what's going on behind the scenes with the team. He's going to keep it plain. He's going to keep it simple. He's not going to say, yeah, we're looking for a third baseman because our guy sucks. He's not going to say stuff like that. He has said this year that they want to catch him and has repeated that many times. That I believe. <laughs> and we all know that they're going after a catcher. Uh, he also said that Tommy Edmond is a very good shortstop. He never said they didn't like the other shortstops or that he wasn't interested. He just pointed out that Tommy Edmond is a very good shortstop, which he is. I brought it up on this show, how he's a great second baseman, but he's a very good shortstop too. And if the Cardinals have to go into next season with Tommy Edmond starting at short, and then a combo of Brendan Donovan and Nolan Gorman at second, personally, I'm fine with that. I really don't have a problem with that. But if you can improve your team, and it just so happens that the position that has the best free agents is the shortstop position, then you got to do your due diligence. And it appears 
that finally we're getting word that that's exactly what the Cardinals are doing. Now, early this afternoon, MLB Network's John Morosi tweeted this. It said, the hashtag STL cards are active in the free agent shortstop market, sources say, as I reported earlier today on at MLB Network. Then following the Turner signing, Morosi went on MLB Network again and mentioned that Dansby Swanson, if he doesn't re-sign with Atlanta, could be headed to the NL Central, more specifically to the Cubs and the Cardinals, and that he really wanted to emphasize the Cardinals as a team that is involved in the shortstop market, whether it's Dansby Swanson or Xander Bogarts, and that multiple sources have said that the Cardinals are active in the shortstop market, and it was easy to understand why. They have the MVP finalists at the corners, and that Swanson would allow them to utilize Edmund and Donovan in a lot of different ways and potentially free up the possibility of using a position player in a trade to get a catcher like Sean Murphy from the A's and Danny Jansen from the Toronto Blue Jays. They then started talking to Tom Berducci about Swanson being on the Cardinals' radar, and he said, absolutely. He pointed out that pure need would still be a catcher for the Redbirds, and he brought up that Nolan Arenado opting in isn't something that a person in his position would do unless he got a sense from the organization of what they were going to do as far as adding on to the team, and that he thinks part of their plan is to improve the shortstop position. Verducci also says he thinks they could use some more pitching because of them having to depend on Flaherty's health. If he's healthy, that's great. But if they have to bank on that, that might be a problem. Now, where have you guys heard those takes before? I wonder. If you've listened to this show over the last couple of weeks, these are almost the exact words that I have said on this podcast, okay? They're basically just repeating what I've already told all of you. Uh, they discuss the uh, need for swing and miss stuff in the playoffs and that if you get the shortstop and the catcher, now you can always trade for someone at the deadline like the Mariners did for Luis Castillo if that's what you need to do to push you to a championship. I said the exact same thing last week that just because you don't sign one of these top free agent guys like DeGrom, Verlander, or Rodon doesn't mean you can't go find somebody later on down the road. Okay, these uh, absolutes that people the way they make it sound where as soon as you sign somebody that's it like you're screwed that's all you can do no you can maneuver all the time all right uh you know there's some guys that have no trade clause and then there's others that you can trade people later on in their careers it's okay it happens and i've said from jump street that if you can sign one of these short stops and when i first started talking about it, it was about a month ago and uh, i wanted trade turner he was my favorite one but I never said I didn't like the other ones. I just said, if I had to choose one, I want to trade Turner. I just like his all-around game. I just I just dig him. He, he's a fantastic player. And you saw that he was treated like a fantastic player today when the Phillies signed him. I also said you need to grab a catcher. I initially said Wilson Contreras was the one that I wanted because we were talking about free agents. We weren't talking about making trades at the time. So those were my two picks. I wanted Turner. I wanted Contreras. And that if you sign those type of players, that immediately puts you in contention for a championship. That was the thinking. And as time went along, and then you started to realize other guys might be available through trades, um, the Murphy trade with the Oakland A's seemed to be a little bit more realistic. And the more I looked at it, the more it made sense to me to get a shortstop with the free agent money that you were going to spend and then get a catcher with your prospects. 
Okay. And this is before the Blue Jays stuff even started getting into this. You know, it was pretty much Sean Murphy was the target. And that's what we said. Let's get a shortstop. Let's get Sean Murphy. Let's go win a championship. Let's be great. I think were the words that I used. We've been good. We have been. We've been good. We've been going to the playoffs. We've won the NL Central. Let's be great. Let's win a world championship. Now we know they need a catcher. Okay. So whether it's a trade or free agency, something is going to happen at that position. It just is. But now it's a decision on whether a shortstop or a starting pitcher makes more sense, not only on the field, but financially. And if you're feeling really frisky, Mr. DeWitt, why not go ahead and swing away and get both? <laughs> that would be nice too. Now, most people consider Dansby Swanson the fourth best of the big four shortstops that are available and for various reasons. But let me just sell you on the good points about Dansby Swanson, and let's see how you feel about him after I say all this, okay? Dansby Swanson, former number one overall pick by the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? They trade him to the Atlanta Braves. It was part of the whole Shelby Miller thing, which, you know, has the Cardinal connection there, who's now with the Dodgers. Um, but number one overall, you know, he's got the pedigree to, to be a very good player. You know, they don't take number one, you know, guys number one overall if they don't think they've got skills. He's now 28 years old, will be 29 in February. So he's a little bit younger than Turner and Bogarts by not much. He is older than Carlos Correa. He won a gold glove last year. He was an all-star last year. Back-to-back -back seasons of hitting 25 home runs or more. Has played 160 games in back-to-back -back seasons. Had uh, 160 and 162, I believe. Uh, he can run 18 stolen bases. Very good athlete. Overall batting average, 277. Batted second, mostly in the lineup for the Braves. Uh, hit 293 in that spot, okay? Which would be a, a nice spot for him in the Cardinal lineup if he were at it. Uh, versus left-handers, he hit 294. Hits him well. Versus righties, where the Cardinals struggle, where they need improvement, right? Hit 270. But 19 of his 25 home runs came off of right-handers this year. So he doesn't have a problem with them at all. So how did he rank among other shortstop in Major League Baseball? Uh, he ranked seventh in batting average. He was fourth in home runs, fifth in RBIs, 96 RBIs this year. Holy crap. Uh, tied for sixth in stolen bases, OBP, seventh, slugging, eighth, OPS, sixth, tied for fourth in hits and doubles. His one Achilles heel, if there's something you want to point to Dansby Swanson and go, yeah, he kind of stinks right there. That would be strikeouts. Uh, he does whiff a lot, 182 times to be exact, which led all shortstops in baseball. So he's certainly not a, a perfect player, but there is a lot to like about Dansby Swanson, okay? And he's got, he's got great facial hair, good head of lettuce on him, good-looking guy, right? So a lot of good reasons to be intrigued by a Dansby Swanson coming onto this roster. And then Xander Bogarts, who a lot of you will probably know enough about, but uh, also mentioned in this, uh, excellent, more accomplished player than Swanson, has been doing it for longer. Uh, so that's going to affect the price that he's going to cost. Uh, Four-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger a winner, including last year with the Red Sox, and a two-time World Series champion. Swanson also won a championship, remember, with the Braves. So he's got that under his belt. Uh, this past season, Bogarts hit 307, 15 home runs, 73 RBIs. Doesn't strike out nearly as much as uh, Swanson does, which is great because the strikeouts are so boring. Uh, OPS plus 131, outstanding. He's not the fielder or the athlete that Dansby Swanson is. Not the runner. He's not going to steal as many bags, but he's not some scrub by any means. He's not some statue out there at shortstop. Um, 
in my opinion, you don't go wrong with either one of these guys. If that's what indeed happens, if the Cardinals decide to pay up and get one of these shortstops, uh, both of them had a war of 5.7 last year, which is higher than both Trey Turner, who had a 4.9, and Carlos Correa, who was at 5.4. Now, spot track estimates Bogarts should get around $30 million per year. Estimates just a little bit under at 29.8 or something like that. And that Swanson will be at about 24.8, almost 25 million. But who would you prefer? Okay. You've got them both there. There's no wrong answer here. Okay. They're both great players. They're both fantastic at shortstop. Who do you prefer? That's what I want to know. So comments down below on YouTube, Dansby Swanson or Xander Bogarts. If you want to tell me why that's great. You guys don't have to write an entire book (laughs) when you guys leave comments. Okay. You don't have to do that. You can, it's okay. I read through 95% of the stuff, but if you just tell me, you know, Bogarts, because I like his batting average or Swanson, because I like his power, just leave it at that. You don't have to go into all of it, but uh, leave your comments for me. Let me know which one you prefer. Some big signings have happened. We're going to talk about the deals for Jacob DeGrom, Justin Verlander, and Trey Turner, and how it affects the team next on Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net. Hopefully you've been by there because it is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix on whichever sports you're interested in. World Cup betting? Oh, man. Even though the United States is out, I still watched it. Brazil today? Oh, they tormented poor South Korea. I felt bad for those guys. NFL tonight going on. Saints at the Bucks. Obviously, you could have put money on that. The uh, NFC South has nobody above 500 in the division. Did you guys know that? Like Tampa Bay's in first, and they have a losing record. It's sad that someone from that division will get a home game come playoff time, but those are the rules. Uh, head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. You can bet on uh, hockey, college football, college basketball. It's all there for you. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the starting pitcher market had its two biggest names get signed. Two-time Cy Young Award winner Jacob DeGrom is going to the Texas Rangers. Five years, $185 million. And then today, reigning AAL Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander went to DeGrom's old team, goes to the Mets. Two years, $86 million deal. Uh, they've got like a third year that's involved some way, somehow, but two years is basically what it is. So now the Mets, by the way, are paying both Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, who used to be teammates on the Detroit Tigers, $43 million a piece. Their projected payroll right now, right now, sits at $264 million next season. For the Mets. That is crazy stuff, man. And it's crap like this that, that makes me yearn for a cap in Major League Baseball. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen because the players aren't going to want that because it's not going to, you know, they can't make these deals anymore. You know, they won't be able to make as much money. But I mean, those two deals alone are more than the Orioles, A's, Pirates, Guardians, and Marlins spent on their whole rosters last year. All right. That's dumb. That's dumb. And I know that the owners of those teams could spend more if they wanted to. But they didn't, all right? 
And it's just kind of silly. They not only do they need a cap, but they need a floor. Okay. Like some of these guys need to be spending more money to make their teams better. Um, their contracts together tied the Diamondbacks for like their whole payroll last year, too. So the thing about these contracts, though, is that is is the DeGrom and Verlander signings. Are those deals going to push Carlos Rodon's price out of the Cardinals range? That's the real question now, because we've kind of zeroed it. We didn't really think Verlander or DeGrom was going to go to St. Louis, did we? I don't think there was a lot of us who thought that. But Rodon is somebody that we've kind of targeted that a lot of us like left hander, younger. You know, kind of in its prime and just, you know, the last couple of years, he's been amazing. Will it push them out of the Cardinals rage? Probably, <laughs> probably, but he's a far less accomplished pitcher in the league. So I don't know. Maybe it won't be quite as bad as we think it's going to be. Uh, the Phillies opened up their wallets. The shortstop Trey Turner today, 11 years, $300 million. Took a lower annual salary to get more years, but that's another massive deal to the ones that the Phillies already paying. I mean, check out this lineup right now. Bryce Harper, we know he's hurt. Okay. He had to get uh elbow surgery. So he's going to be out for a while next year, but he'll be back eventually. But you got Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Zach Wheeler, JT Real Muto, Nick Castellanos, and Kyle Schwarber. And that's not their whole roster, but all of those guys I just named are scheduled to make $20 million plus this season. And now you add Turner's 27 million a year, just another situation where the rich, Get richer, and it's got to drive people up a wall. The Cardinals spend money, but they're never going to spend that kind of money, right? <laughs> like, that is that is crazy how much money these guys are spending these days. And again, it just makes me want to – the competitive balance, you know, like the NFL's got it, where you don't you know what teams are supposed to be good each year, but you don't know what's going to happen, and some of these teams come out of nowhere and go from last to first. Remember when we had the St. Louis Rams? That happened. All of a sudden, whoop, bang, Super Bowl winners. Um, hockey, the same way. They've got the salary cap, and uh, there are years where you got, you know, there's certain guys and teams that are probably going to be good. And then you've got some of these young ones that pop up out of nowhere and end up, uh, you know, becoming first and second place teams. So as a fan, it's more fun for us when there's more parity, you know, but. Owners want to win. They're allowed to spend as much as they want, and that's what they're doing. Uh, speaking of spending more money, the latest from Ken Rosenthal, who was talking catchers about the Cardinals. I'll tell you who he says they are linked to next on Locked on Cardinals. Now at Locked on Cardinals, we believe home security should be where you and your family feel the safest, okay? To, to, to be at home, to be secure, especially over the holidays, you know? And this season, give yourself and your family the, the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, which is Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Cardinals listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't push it off. Remember, we were offering the 50 recently. Now we're to 40. Don't miss out on all these savings. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, you've got 24 7 professional monitoring agents. That use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get higher priority police response. They've got the HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alerts you only when a threat is real, hazard sensors for fires and floods and other things. It's all available and you can save some money. A lot of money. Don't miss your chance to save big on our favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system. At simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB 
There's no safe like Simply Safe. The Athletics' Ken Rosenthal is all over the MLB rumors, and here's the latest portion about the Cardinals and their pitching situation. Now, last we heard from Ken, he was talking about the Cardinals being a dark horse for a starting pitcher. DeGrom and Verlander, they're gone. We know that. But uh, I don't think any of us thought the Cardinals were realistically looking at those guys, right? So, um, Carlos Rodon, still out there, though. And I'm just going to assume that with the DeGrom and Verlander deals, his price will be too high now. I just feel like that's where it's going to go. Somebody will overpay. So we're in a bit of a holding pattern for the next level of pitchers, okay? Guys like Chris Bassett, Jamison Tyon, Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana's been brought up a lot. A lot of people want Q back on this team. But the Cardinals still need a catcher, and here's what Ken says about it in his latest installment of What I'm Hearing at The Athletic. The market for free agent catcher Christian Vasquez includes the Cubs, Cardinals, Padres, Guardians, and Twins. The Astros also have interest in retaining Vasquez, but in more of a job share with Martin Maldonado. He's 32 years old, seems likely to land a three-year deal. During the postseason, opponents scored only one run in the 33 innings that he caught for the Astros on JT Romuto's 10th inning home run off Luis Garcia in Game 1 of the World Series. While the Astros pitching staff deserves much of the credit, Vasquez was behind the plate for the final 12 innings of the division series clincher against the Mariners, the combined nine-inning shutout of the Yankees in Game 3 of the ALCS, and the combined no-hitter of Game 4 of the World Series. He makes a lot of sense in many ways. Veteran presences, has won two rings, fantastic defensive catcher. And in my opinion, it's not that he can't hit, okay? he He's not horrible. He's not going to be what Yadier Molina was this past year, which... I love you, Yachty, but he was not a very good hitter this year, and you all know it, okay? But if you can get the best of both worlds, if I can get the elite catching and a very, very good hitting catcher as well, I want that. I want best of both worlds, and that guy's name is Sean Murphy. That would be my top choice still. And there are still rumors floating around that the Cardinals are all over the Sean Murphy stuff at the moment. Uh, I was looking at Twitter just before I started uh, recording this, and a couple more tweets out there about how uh, Moselock would like to have his catching situation figured out before the end of the winter meetings. And then there was talk about Mark Kotze, the, the manager of the uh, Oakland A's, talking about how good Sean Murphy is and how they'd like to get a resolution to whether or not he's going to get moved or not, do it sooner rather than later. So things are starting to happen. And... I'll be ecstatic if Sean Murphy ends up on the on the St. Louis Cardinals. And for those of you who are afraid to give up a Mason win and or a top pitching prospect in return for Sean Murphy, I just don't understand that. He's an all-star caliber, gold glove winning catcher who is under control for the next three years and will only cost you a little over $3 million next season. All right? How do you not want that on your team. Like, I still don't understand the people who are like, no way I'm giving up Mason. When come on, man, they're not going to give them to you for Paul DeYoung. So stop it. You're not going to just flip Matthew Libertor for Sean Murphy. Okay. If Goldie and Arenado were in their late twenties, I'd understand the patience, but that is not what the reality of this team is right now. You've got a window right here, right now, two or three years. With those two guys as your best players for sure. And then it will be the back nine of Arenado's career. And then Goldie may not even be on the team anymore. He's going to be closer to 40 than he is 30. And you can't wait and pray 
that Mason Wynn will turn into a phenom when you're getting a guy who can help you win a title for the next three years. Okay? Mason Wynn is not going to win the Cardinals a World Series title next year. He likely will not even be on the team. He may not be on the team the following year. There's a possibility of that. He's still 20. He's got to make the jump to AAA still. So does Jordan Walker. I know we're very excited about Jordan Walker, but we still got to see what else he can do, right? Very rarely do you go AA pros and become a fantastic hitter right away, okay? That's not exactly realistic. And you're getting Sean Murphy in his prime if you do it. By the way, congratulations to Goldie on being named the uh, first team all MLB first baseman. Well done. Well deserved. Uh, Nolan Arenado and Ryan Helsley were named second team all MLB team members. So congratulations to Nolan and Ryan as well. Um, also saw that uh, the Cubs just recently, it was just posted up. The Cubs uh, were talking to Carlos Correa today. So they may not even be in on Dansby Swanson anymore. So if you could get Dansby Swanson, make a trade for guys who aren't even on your team <laughs> and send them over to Oakland and then have Dansby Swanson and Sean Murphy in the lineup that you started last year. You get hopefully bounce back years from guys like Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. You've got the pitching staff. You could still go and get another pitcher if you want to. But I mean, I think we all all agreed that the offense was kind of the issue, right? especially late in the year, that that was why they were losing, not because of the pitching staff. You can always use more pitching, but bolstering this lineup and getting more protection for Goldie and Arnato, that was kind of the idea. And it looks like the Cardinals are headed in that direction. I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are too. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I will see you next time on Locked On Cardinals. 